Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts Inspired. I am again this time outside at the park taking a walk and as I am walking and thinking about some scriptures that I have been reading, I wanted to share some of those thoughts, some of those revelations with you. So for the past few days, it's been almost a week now, um, the Lord has asked me to remember Lot's wife. And for those of you who know Lot's wife and have read about her story, uh, it's found in Genesis chapter 19, where Lot and his wife and his two daughters are living in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's sitting at the gate when the two angels walk through the gate, gets the angels to stay at his home. And before they could even lie down for the night, the men of the city comes to Lot's house and demands that he gives them the two men that came because they want to have sex with the men. And um, these men are angels. And so before they could even bust through the door, the angels blind the men so they couldn't even come through the door anymore or try to come through the door anymore. I'm leaving some stuff out. Go read it. Genesis 19. So the men tell Lot in that moment to get his family out of the city because the Lord is going to destroy it. And so Lot goes to the future son-in-laws, tell the son-in-laws and the son-in-laws don't really believe him. So Lot procrastinates, is sleeping, gets woken up at dawn. The angels remind him, hey, the Lord is getting ready to demolish this city and you need to leave. So the angels grab him and his family's arms, takes them out of the city. They get all the way out and the angels tell, tell them to go to the hills, go to the mountains, don't turn around. And so Lot says, no, that's too far. Can't run that far. What if I go over here to this little small town over here, Zoar? The angels says, okay, we'll let you go over there. We won't destroy that city, but go because we won't be able to do anything until you get there. So as they are 
going to the small town of Zoar, they were told not to turn around and look. And Lot's wife turns around to look and becomes a pillar of salt. And there is more to the story. However, I'm going to stop right here where she becomes a pillar of salt. Lot and his family does not reach to the hills. Whether or not they get all the way to Zoar, they probably made it because they were able to start seeing um, what the Lord was sending down from heavens to to demolish the city that had started. So they must have made it. But it really made me think about a few different things as I remember Lot's wife. So one, Lot got the warning the night before and was told the night before when he went to warn the son-in-laws, the future son-in-laws, and because they didn't believe him, he didn't leave. So he believed the angels enough but didn't to go and warn them, but didn't believe them enough for him and his family to leave. And so as I thought about that, like, man, how many times have we been warned and haven't acted on it? Or we have said yes with our mouths and have not fully said yes with the rest of who we are so that we can be in alignment with the Lord. He, he believed them enough to warn them again, but he didn't believe them enough to leave at that time and at that place. Would there have been a difference if he would have left when he was first warned? Not sure, but it's something to think about. So at dawn, the angels take them out of the city. Like, come on, let's go getting them to be obedient, getting them to safety. And even in that, the angels tell him to go to the hills, to go to the mountains, and he gives his own suggestion as to where he should go. Now, this really made me think about something. Because how many times does the Lord tell us to do something, to go somewhere, and then we try to give him our suggestion? We are created in his image. But again, we are created. We are sons. We are daughters. And yet we're trying to tell the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, hey, I have a better suggestion about how this should go down, how this should look, how the, which way this should go. Wow. Who are we to think that we can give a better suggestion when we read in the word that his ways are higher than ours? He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask or think. In Ephesians 3.20, we are told that, and yet we will suggest to God what may be a better solution because it keeps us in our comfort zone. However, 
Are we really comfortable in that zone that we love to call quote unquote comfort zone? Are we comfortable or is it because we know what to expect in that place? And so we stay there because we know how to maneuver in that place. So are we really comfortable or are we uncomfortable or are we comfortable in our uncomfortableness? It's something to think about. And then when Lot's wife is turned into a pillar of salt, that really made me think about something because she then becomes a pillar in a place that they weren't even supposed to be in. It was supposed to be a pass-through. It wasn't even the first suggested place for them, but something happens in the place that he suggested for them to go. She's now there. She's now stuck there. In this place they weren't supposed to be in in the first place or even a pass-through place. She is stuck. So that really made me think about being stuck. Are we stuck in the process of being becoming authentic, which is one of the questions I ask in my book, Let the Walls Fall. Are you stuck? Am I stuck? Are we stuck? We're thinking about the same things over and over again. We're making the same decisions of, as we've made before. And we are stuck. Not sure why she looked back. We can make assumptions. We can try to put ourselves in her shoes and maybe think that she looks back because everything that she knew is now gone. Everything that she was doing, she now has to create a new way of life and had to leave everything behind because she was told to leave now when she was taken out of the city. Not sure why she looked back. But looking back got her to a place of being stuck. So what was the thought process as she turned around to look back? Are we looking backwards so that we can move forward? Or are we look back, looking back, reminiscing on what was and what we think could still be? Are you stuck in a place that wasn't even meant for you or a place that you should be passing through? Now, how do you get unstuck? We are told that we should renew our minds in Romans 12, 1. We should be renewing our minds Is that something that we are doing? Or are we just looking to what the world is saying to do and choosing to do that to renew our minds? How about renewing our minds with what the word has to say? What it teaches. Asking the Lord to show. Asking Holy Spirit to teach. Asking our shepherd to lead and to guide. 
We're not in this walk alone at all. I have heard many say that it is hard to walk this life of Christianity, and I used to think the same thing. However, we're not in this alone. We have Holy Spirit who teaches us. He has taught me many things over the years. Who leads, guides, directs us. We have the Lord helping us in that way. He's shepherding us. And we can continually ask the question of what to do. How should I do? How does this word apply to me? That's a very good question. How does this word apply to me? To my life? How does this word, what should this word look like in my life? Are we asking those pertinent questions so that our minds can be renewed and so our behaviors change, so that our words will change? Something to think about.